question though, um, Scarlett and um, um, you think the days of the the holding midfielders are over? Like, find these teams who are trying to play that pivot kind of football struggling a lot and struggling a lot to defend. No, it depends on the system that you're playing too, because agreed. Everybody now trying to play attacking football, and when you're playing attacking football and you have <laughs> a supposing holding mid, the holding mid not going to stay. He going to serve as a box to box, and when he box to box, you're going to have gaps in midfield. Really I, yeah, so that that is why teams struggling because they're just trying to play this fast attacking. FIFA yeah. 21 football now. Okay, okay. And I think a lot of the players, like, okay, like in United case, for example, other teams, I feel like when players try to feel that pressure, they forget that you need to be, you have somewhere you need to be. Even though you're not there all the time, you need to, to get back to where you were. Like, I look at Rashford running up and down the field, but still being most times, still being where he needs to be. And then you're looking at other players and you made other players in the defense that... Like Pogba, like say Pogba. Yeah, like, like Paul Labille Pogba. <laughs> like you're not, you're not running back, you're not doing Boy, what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, like you just, it's like the, the panic taking you over and you're completely forgetting all the tactics. Like that, I think tactics is fly out at players' heads when things start to get a little too sticky. But you think, you think that's a problem with the manager... Firstly, not being able to drill the team properly or having... To be honest, I think, it's, I think if you have a professional career in football, like, yes, the manager have a lot to do with it, but you know you're suited for a specific position. And if you're, even if your manager don't, don't drill it or don't say it enough or do say, well, you know what you have to do, run up, run back, run up, run back, or run back, run forward, whatever the case is, you are the professional footballer supposed to have that prior knowledge now like you don't need a manager to tell you every little thing you know while i agree right i feel like it's kind of weird so i'm a i'm an engineer for example mm-hmm. i'm a chemical engineer okay J- just anyway. <laughs> you 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 hire me to be a chemical engineer, but then all my tasks are secretarial work mm-hmm. or manual labor work that don't require me to use these skills yeah. that I have. And then you want to just tell me, say, hey, just go do thing because I pay you. I pay mm-hmm. you salary. You have to accept that there will be a lot of friction. Right. And then that friction looks differently for a professional footballer than it does for me. So for me, it might mean that I don't want to go to work every time I get in gripe to do this work that I don't like to do. I go to work late or I do the work, but I don't want to talk to my supervisor at all. So something has to suffer. I guess with a footballer being a performance sport, Maybe them performance suffer because their mentality is not right. That's true. So while I understand that you have to be professional and thing, but some of the times it's like you feel betrayed because when I remember the onboarding that you had, for example, 
oh, this is what we're offering you. This is what you're going to do. This yeah. is what you're going to get. It's like you're pumped and you're ready and you're rearing. But then when you look, it's like you're on the bench coming out for four minutes. You know, like in FIFA, when they sign you and they tell us that your squad role is important or critical. If you, and then you feel like a, a rotation player or, or something less than that, it, it kind of affects you. And if the manager is not good at communicating his confidence or his plans, then it becomes an issue. I said this before. People say that Ole is like stern in the background and thing when he's not on camera and he does rough up the team and thing. But I still don't feel like there is that. I don't see it that respect that the club, that the club players have for him. It's exactly. like how even though Salah Vex, when Klopp take him off, he know that Klopp is the man. Yeah. And he believe in whatever Klopp doing, even though Mane Vex, when he coming off. For me, you're less so, but you can see so them still know, say, yo, the boss is the boss. Yeah, the, the first, the first the episode I did here with the podcast, that was exactly what I was talking to David and you guys about. The connection with the manager has not been there for a long time. Doesn't, you can see it. You can, and that's, this is what I was talking about, like, especially with United, I feel a lot of their private business is always out on the field. Like, you will always see a commentator saying, you know, heat, heat with Pogba and Mourinho, heat with Pogba and Ole, like something, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, to the, it's, it's, I feel like the, the communication is so bad to the point that it has been made public. That United players and their managers do not gel well. And this is what I keep saying. Like, it's 50% managers, 50% players. Yeah. You know, if you don't have that balance, it, and that's what I think the problem is. We don't have that balance. Like, you could have the worst team. And if you instill in that, like, faith and belief in your players that, okay, we might not be the best, but this is what we're going to do. This is what works for us. You're guaranteed to see an increase in performance. You will not go and win the league right away. But at least your players are willing to go out and give their all. And I can't But now that. I tell people with this chance. has been given their all. You know? Yeah. Can't remember the last time I see that kind of, uh, except for Ferguson days, I can't remember the last time I see that kind of motivation yeah. to want and to, to go out there and want to do it. Because to your um, point, to your point, of all the top four teams, we consistently had the worst team on paper under Ferguson. Yes, exactly. The club's net spend was. Enorm- that's why they loved him because he never bought a lot of players. Yeah. Never bought a lot of expensive players. Our net spend was always very good for business. And he promoted a lot of academy players, so that helped. Out. For sure, that's for true. sure. So you see, there is kind of a plan towards okay, this is our identity and we're trying to build around this. We have not had that in a while because a lot of these players are carryover players from other managers' projects and yeah. not quite translating properly. Um, we don't know what our style of play is. You know, club has the pressing game. City trying to play that possession football or that mini possession press. We have no identity. To... We have no exactly. identity. I think people need to have a conversation. Managers need to have a conversation with what? Who is the um the manager of Leicester again? Brendan. Right. No, he was the manager when they won the league. Ranieri. Nah, Ranieri. People need to have a conversation with him and ask him what he did that year they won the league. Like, I just want to know what, what, 
Like, why it's hard not? Oh, and the next thing to realize is a lot of people that, they, especially here at the commentators, they assume that because a manager might have been a Chelsea player or might have been a United player in the past, that things supposed to be, yeah, like, you know, it's supposed to be perfect. Your record's supposed to be perfect. But I think they fail to realize that, yeah, you could have played for United 20 years ago, but it don't mean that when you come back now, it's going nobody to be the Yeah, like, nobody, I, if I was a United player and I hear my manager was a past United player and it's somebody like Ole, I would have been like, okay. Maybe if it was like, um, Scolzi or one of them. Yeah, well, I would have been like, all right, I'm going to do my best. Like, yeah. I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, like, I mean, things like that, you know, I think the media especially is put like unnecessary pressure on past players to make it and prove themselves. No, well, as, 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 I'm always saying, as I'm always saying, Lampard do have a pressure. Lampard just getting the chance to make mistakes and just do what you want. Yeah, but I, mean, I, I, guess, I guess it's who because as you say, if it was if it was schools in charge, if it was Beckham in charge, if it was well, maybe Neville would I guess some some stick, but if it was schools mm-hmm. Beckham, them For kind sure. of players, <laughs> um, it would be a lot less pressure on them, a lot less to walk in the media and thing. What you gonna say, I mean? Yeah, so I was going and say um something to that effect. It kind of slipped me, but. It, it was basically something to the effect of what you were saying. But mm-hmm. like identity is very important for teams. Look at look at um a wolves. Look at Leeds. Look at Leeds. Look at Wolves. Oh, they don't have the most technically gifted players, but you know right. that they have a system. And everybody seems to understand and they buy players for the system. Yeah, you have had too many haphazard managers coming down, no system, players just who the manager like, and then it just get left behind and trailing, Luke Shaw trailing, Bai trailing, Pogba trailing, everybody trailing, and it's like every time a manager comes, they try to reinvent the wheel, and then yeah. when they eventually get sacked, the club is in a worse off position. And then what has happened now is that our record has been so tainted that it seems like nobody wants to do business with us. Yeah. And the thing too is, I find like a lot of the top clubs, it just that is still not there anymore. It's kind of like, well, we only top for so long. We don't need to do our best or so really need to have that motivation yeah. and you can't like you can't keep doing that Premier League is so unpredictable as we have been seeing like teams like Leeds seems to have been in the second division and been promoted to Premier League we have that once because they have to now prove themselves like we come up here we can't blow it and I think that's a bad kind of mentality that the big teams sort of develop like we know we will never be relegation zone so it don't matter if we went from first to fifth we still on the top of the t- we still on the top half of the table. Yes. And I think that people, you don't see these big players wanting to play. You don't see them playing with our, like excitement and hunger to want to win the game is more of a well let us not concede or let us not lose the game. All right, let, or, just, let, let us win. Question say um say do you think as you're mentioning that whole mentality paradigm shift, do you think our generation is softer than and back then, at least mentally, or is it that we're a lot more distracted? Because I don't think Scolzi was on Instagram and 
gained all these rave ratings from the girls them in Mexico and Belize. <laughs> he probably was he, right. He would have been a terrible footballer, I think. I feel like he, a... he was he these men tell you when they win a game, they go to the pub and they lime right. and they connect with the fans and they go back to training. These right. men just be on socials. Yeah. People telling them all kind of thing like they are the second coming of Christ. And they may really achieve nothing. Look at how the, the, the media hyped up Lingard to the point that oh, yeah. people thought that Lingard was a real footballer, like a real superstar. <laughs> it's crazy. And then I feel like a lot of these players now live in this delusion. So it's like they come here, if they don't play for two weeks, or they want to leave. Yeah. They don't, I understand, as I said before, with the, the feeling of betrayal and thing when you're coming for a purpose and it changed and it wasn't communicated. But if they don't play for two weeks, they want to leave the club or them. They had to play out mm-hmm. a position. It's like everybody coming with this prima donna kind of mentality, like I am, I am the I am that I am. And yeah. I have to get my way and it has to go my way or else I fold my arms. So do you think it's because we are softer now or it's because we are more distracted or thirdly, we're trying to keep up with that image of, I have to be a superstar once I'm a footballer. So I'll do what superstars do without developing the capacity to get away with doing what superstars do. I think it's actually a bit of, all three to be honest because I feel like back then players like they they had that understanding that if I don't perform a specific way we're gonna have repercussions like this is something I need to do but I think players now don't see themselves as part of a team if we're being honest like okay when Lingard was in his prime I don't think Lingard saw himself as I'm in my prime with Manchester United. I think he saw himself as I am in my prime and so it is making United look big. Mm. Back then, like, yes, it had the, the better players. Like, yes, it would have had the star, the Ronaldo's, the Messi's of the teams. But back then it was a, if I win, my team wins. Like, it's a, it's a celebration for everybody. It's a service for the yeah. team. Now, I think players have it in their heads that their stats need to be for themselves. My brand. The goal now is I need to be the best for me, not I need to be the best for myself and my club. You know, it's like once they score a big goal, like I must, as you say, like nothing is wrong with posting on social media and stuff like that. Like that's the age we live in and now. Like you can't get away from it. But it, I think it's making the players a little too conceited. Like you're missing the, you're, you're missing the goal of, playing as a team you know and I oh, think yeah I think it's, it is making everybody soft and it is taken away from the team aspect of things and players do want to become stars in a sense no, well, Rami, you mentioned you mentioned brand I think brand and sponsorships is have a lot to do with with the climate of football now no, kind of of players, uh, yeah because players just doing things now for the, for the bug if they watch if you watch Neymar Neymar was a, a Nike ambassador, then she was an ambassador, and now Puma. Neymar brand more important than his football right now. 
And that's yeah. just it. And that's what I think the problem is. Like when you lose sight of why you started doing it in the first place. Like nobody is saying that your goal is going to remain the same thing it was from the very beginning. Like obviously when you achieve something, you're gonna keep building on it. Well, if you're playing but... football, your goal should be your goal should be football to get better is... in the game. This is my thing, like, okay, so look at example, this has nothing to do with football, but I don't know if you all know, like, the guy who, who's been playing Fleetwood Mac and being on his skateboard and drinking the entire bottle of cran- um, cranberry, oceans for cranberry, right? Like, he was not trying to promote the, ba- the brand, but now that he's being recognized, he's still doing something that he loves, like, he's not losing sight of what he was doing originally, you know, like, he's not conforming, in a sense. To become some big superstar and that's what I think players lose in sight of like you don't need to change your image or become more like in the limelight in a sense, to be recognized on social media or things like that like if yeah. you do it well as a footballer you will be recognized you know yes. you will get a hype you will get a fame but you can't not do what you're doing and still try to get it it, it don't work like that yes. Yes, you hit the point. Yeah, like look at people like look at Ronaldo, for example. I was just about to say that. Look how much money he's making aside from football because of the other contracts he has. And he built that for himself not by wanting to do it on social media alone, but because his numbers speak for him. You know, his talent speaks for him. He invests in what he is good at and he is reaping the rewards of it. But Lingard, for example, you cannot invest in social media and expect to see your outcome on the field. The football. Correct. Yeah, and I, 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 I love that you brought that up because yeah, it's a passion. That, <laughs> yes, it, it is something that I contemplate. All right, so you might not know, but I'm also an artist. So okay. I, I sing and I write music and that kind of thing. I used to listen to his song on Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> I, I used to... I, yeah, I used to play in a band with Scarlett, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he was a drummer, I was a lead singer. But a thing I noticed was, like, I listened to a lot of older music, and um, the messages were so different. Like, the messages were about healing, and the messages were about love, and the mm-hmm. messages were about understanding self, transforming self, being of service to the environment, and to your society, noble causes, but their musicianship was also top tier. Right. And they went to school, or if they couldn't afford to, they made sure that they mastered whatever it is they were doing. Right. And then that brought them notoriety, and then it brought them the impact. But I feel like in this generation, we're trying to have that impact instantly, Without building a real foundation, a real um, capacity to do well. So so even in my my own mind, it's something I talk with a lot. I'm not very engaging on social media because it's just not my personality. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd rather talk to you face to face. I actually don't like to text. I don't like to to talk digitally. It's kind of annoying because I'm a very expressive person. But... I'm saying maybe I need to do some more stuff to promote my social media. But then yeah. when, I was, when I was taking stock, it was like, aha, but you're not singing every day though. Like mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not doing the vocal training that you're supposed to do. 
how are you not exercising vigorously or frequently enough to get fit? So you can perform well on stage. You're not reading the songwriting books. You're not, you know, so it's that craftsmanship now where Exactly. As opposed to, oh, maybe I could just do these things that would get me followers without actually leading my own self to a point where I would be seen as somebody worthy to be followed. And I find now in the football space, especially with the, the English players, especially the English players in my team, yeah, it's, it's a case where you can see in their on-field performances that they don't spend a lot of time training and training and training and if you listen to stories of Scolzi and Carrick when Cristiano Ronaldo was there the yeah. work ethic he's still the first person to come in and train at Juventus and he's still the he's last person right, to and leave. the last person to leave and, and the man is the greatest thing ever to do it like, he does not need to do it these men score three goals in a weekend and feel like they reach so that, that, I think that the is... problem too is that a lot of the, I wouldn't say new generation because they are not from this generation, but this generation of football tends to forget where they come from and why they started doing it in the first place. Yeah. I mean, a lot of our footballers have stories where they didn't, they obviously were not the most wealthy, did not come from a rich family, had to make their way up. I think oh, we see that especially right. in, in local football, Caribbean football. Exactly. But I feel like when, when you make your way, you also can't lose sight of why you did it in the first place. You what? can't make a million dollars and stop there and expect to continue being a millionaire. You know? It's something that you need to keep building. And I think this is what a lot, a lot of people <laughs> feel losing out on. It's like the whole, the whole mental aspect, the whole psychological aspect of it is not very present. Like football is not purely physical there's a lot to mentally as well so mentally if your mind is not in the place where it's supposed to be your you lose sight of your goals you know you, you have nothing to show for it but these footballers they're still getting paid they're still popular so to them it's like why I mean I already reached this far maybe I don't need to work on it because it's still working out it's still benefiting me but is it is it benefiting in the long run? Because when you retire from football and you have no no income, what are you going to do? Because you did not benefit every time you had to do it. They still have the old old time players like like Kante and them who only focus on the football. Yeah. I can't can't have a social media account, but I don't think he was gonna yeah. to be yeah. does, I think fine. he have a I, I think fine. he have like, a you know, it's okay to not have one. Okay yeah, to he have only one. focus he Yeah, obviously for um, for for post farm um, keeping our, our social media personality yeah. sick. But Kante is, is the guy who is just putting the work on the field and only focus on the football. And it shows I, and the thing is he has exactly, a presence. Exactly. He has an online presence. Exactly. And that's because the work that he's doing shows threats. And I mean it's completely fine to be a footballer that's be TikTok in every day, but you need to be yeah, scoring. You need to be defending. Exactly. Well, like Leon Lowski. That's exactly why I said TikTok. <laughs> because he's doing what he's doing off-field, but he's also doing what he needs to do on. And he and doesn't have too- a balance. Yeah. I think that's the major. I think that's a big problem. The psychological think, part of it. Yeah. We're in an era where we're overvaluing um, popularity and undervaluing capacity. Yeah. 
Well, guys, it was. I think this was a good conversation. Thank you. So stay tuned for a little inspiration coming on to the end there. Yeah. <laughs> true, true, true. Well, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun, guys. Thanks to y'all. I'm Ramya. No problem. On. No problem. And guys, thanks for subscribing to Tier Four TV. We finally passed the two hundred subscriber mark. So. <laughs> Big up for that, and big up to you all for supporting us. And we will give back. We do have a giveaway coming, so. What are we giving away? We're giving away a hoodie and a jersey. We can enter. Yeah. Wait. Okay. I want that. Separate and apart from this giveaway, where can I buy T4 TV merch? You could um DM the Instagram page or message the Facebook page. Yes, David, do the advertiser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to do that though. Because I never know that, and I'm on the pod every week. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we do need to work on marketing, but that will come, that will come, that will come. Yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to DM that page real <laughs> Well, it will be kind of a bit of trouble to get to you and Jamaica, but we will make it up once then. Always. I forgot Alina shipping from the States here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will make it up once then. Yeah, yeah, it's a workout, it's a workout. Well, hope to see you guys next time. My pod. Yep. Hashtag Lampard out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Next time. Bye. Bye.